to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Run RX Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline. I'm here with Coach Valerie, and we're going to talk today about uh, running. We're going to I'm going to use marathon as an example because the marathon is such a mental construct. Because we've talked about this, anybody could physically run a marathon, right? It's getting over that. Oh my God, I've got 10 more miles or I've got 20 more miles, whatever it is that your mental side of running, it's, it's really what got us talking about this. So we have quite a few people in our membership right now that are uh, getting ready, I think, for the Chicago Marathon. It's the end of September when we're recording this and they're freaking out that they don't have enough miles and, and they're, trying to, they're trying to get those last miles in the last two weeks. You can't, it doesn't work that way, right? right. <laughs> so explain that to them. Okay. <laughs> Well, by the way, I mean, after I've run a lot of marathons and I think a lot of people, when they finish the race, they always think, I wonder if I would have done better if I would have just run more miles. Right. There's just this overwhelming. If uh, I trained longer, if I had done more 20s or whatever it is, there's so many thoughts we have. And that's all we hear because when you see the elites, they're all running a hundred plus miles a week. So you're thinking it's got to be more miles. Right. So one of the things that you have to learn about running is that running is the repeated step over and over. It's the same repeated step over and over and over. So if I make a misstep, if I'm making errors in my movement and I just go out and keep repeating those errors, I'm not helping myself for the marathon. I'm actually increasing my chance of injury. Right. So one of the things I try to explain to people is that when you're, first of all, when you're learning the movement of running, say, and you're getting into the running, what we find with a lot of people is they need to develop the foundation to be able to run the foot strength, the muscle tendon elasticity, uh, your ability to handle your body weight for that length of time. So it has to start becoming a thought that I need to get my body ready to run this marathon. Right. Not I need to keep running the marathon to run the marathon. Right. So the mileage needs, it's secondary. And, and, and guys, just so you know, it's not like we're not running. We're, we love running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, we like to get people to the understanding that if I can run one mile, correctly and really well and efficiently, then I can certainly run too. And your mindset goes along with that skill training. Well, and that goes back to something that I read a long time ago. And again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not a kinesiologist, so you can, you can poo poo me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but the idea really hit me. Uh, And what they were talking about was this idea that what our skin regenerates, the cells of our skin regenerates every 21 days. Our organs, it's like every six months or something or 30 days, but our skeletal muscle, our skeletal marrow and what it is regenerates every year. It takes a year for my shin, my, my um, femur, all that to regenerate. So I need a year of building up the tenacity, right, within that bone to be able to take 26.2, three hours, four hours, five hours of being able to handle that impact. Mm -hmm. And if I'm, especially if I'm impacting wrong, that's a lot of impact. If you work with us, you're impacting significantly less and you're using more muscle elasticity and gravity. So that's not going to be as big of an issue, but you still need your your body 
right? To regenerate and be able to take that right. at that new, like, just like if I'm working out with in the gym, right? If I keep only lifting 10 pounds, they're never going to increase and get better. I have to eventually move up in weight. I have to move up in distance. I have to do what I need to do. So you made a really good comment uh, about like the ankle, like the little tendon behind the ankle. I've had people actually, is that, is that the Achilles, mm -hmm. the Achilles heel? I had a, a running coach actually pop his Achilles heel. Mm -hmm. He was jumping for a, for, a, for a thing in basketball, came back down. He said he didn't even land wrong. It just, when he landed, it popped and it's the most gruesome thing I've ever even heard about. Um, but you have to make that strong, right? Right. And by the way, you know, those injuries happen a lot in sports. Like yeah. We see a lot of guys, girls that get injured um, from the force. It's basically sheer force. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping. Um, and so, you know, running is running is a high impact activity. Right. And so what a lot of times what we find is people come into the program and they've been pounding the pavement. <laughs> yeah. Putting those miles in and they have not been training. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's a real struggle when people come in and they've been, they've been running by like reaching or pushing, which is active muscle contraction. And the body starts to let you know, no, thank you. It so, starts to break down, right? Right. And, yeah. and, the, and the challenge becomes, you know, we have this mindset, like I'm just going to push through it. Right. I'm going to mm, grit myself and, and just uh, through it. And I'm like, well, the problem is your body is still taking all that impact. Yeah. And so the challenge, here's the thing though, guys, and I, I'm the same way. I, I learned this as I went and I am a kines major. When I started training for marathons, I followed the same running plan everybody else did. Right. And this, this, this milestone of the 20 was just so, you know, like everyone's like, well, you got to at least get to 20 if you're going to run 26. Right. Cause supposedly that's going to be the thing in your head. That's going to make it work. Yeah. Guys. But really, cause it's like the wall, right? People yeah. talk about. Well, what you start to find out, if you actually look at real elite training plans, it's because they're faster, they run more mileage, obviously, but the volume of their training is really not as much as you would think. In terms of hours and minutes, correct. that's something so we've talked instead about. Of like, so, right, so they will run, they do really the same, I follow their training plans, and the challenge is this, every runner that's you know, been training for marathons, elite, let's go elite, professional runners, they do track work, mm -hmm. they do interval training. Right. And their long runs, guys, are two hours. Right. Because the, there's a physiological reality that past that mark, past that two hour, and it's a general, but around two hours, you are not getting more physiological gains. You're actually breaking down. Right. And then if you look at the, you'll say like, oh my gosh, these runners run every day, all day. Well, actually, no, they don't. Right. They actually have uh, rest and recovery. They, they do strength training. Massages. Yeah, naps. They, yeah, they naps, eat, yeah. pizza. So we have to do <laughs> So we're like living the real life, right? And what I tell people is you have to build the foundation for your run. And so we include, of course, in our program, strength exercises for the foot, right. muscle tendon elasticity exercises. Because if I just said to you, go start running really fast and you'd never been doing speed work before, that right. wouldn't make any sense either. Right. So it's the same on the mileage. Why would I have you take your body past a point that it can recover. So let's talk about that two hour mark. We've talked about it before, but I want to kind of get into that mental idea. I'm training for a marathon. The longest you want me to run is two hours. This is a big mind blow for me. Uh, I know it was when I was running. I go on, I run for two hours and let's say my watch, which we, I, I mean, I really just go run for two hours. Don't look at your watch because I'm probably gonna, if I'm lucky, get 10 miles in, right? So of course my brain then goes, oh my God, 
I've got to I've got to do this twice. I better train more. So what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I go out Sunday and run for two hours, and let's say I get nine miles in, okay, and then Tuesday I go out and do another two hours because I haven't killed myself, right? right? I've only run two hours. I take a day off, maybe two days off, but I go out and I do another two hours, and this time I get ten miles in, and I do repeated two hours throughout my training instead of trying to go out and do four or five 20 mile of uh, 20 mile run or three hours or whatever it's going to take me to do that is that better for me well Physically? I, I certainly wouldn't give you two two hour runs that, that okay that but you see what i'm seeing yeah. <laughs> yeah well okay here's the thing so first of all and also am i ready to run a marathon okay so if someone said to me in two hours I'm running 10 miles. Right. I would tell them maybe not the marathon. Let's okay. go with half marathon. Half marathon. Okay. Because that you will be out there for a lot of hours. Yeah, you'll be out there for five to six hours, guys. It doesn't get, you don't get faster, I hate to tell you, because that's what a lot of people think. Well, if it took me 10 hour, ten miles in two hours, then certainly I can do another 10 miles in two hours. No, no guys, it's going to be worse. <laughs> By the way, I did used to train a guy. He's passed away now, but he wanted to run the... Um, the Disney Marathon, and he was 75 years old at the time and had severe emphysema. Wow. So, of course, his doctor's like, are you crazy? Are you nuts? And he's like, yes, <laughs> I'm crazy. So, anyway, I trained him for the marathon, 75 years old, severe emphysema. He can't run. Right. He would run, shuffle, run, walk, run, shuffle, right? Um, he not only did the marathon and actually did pretty well. I think he finished in under six hours. From age 75 to 80. Two, he ended up running six more marathons wow. with, with me. Yeah, and the thing is, is like I told everybody because everyone's like, "Be careful with him. He's old. <laughs> He's gonna break." <laughs> yeah. uh, I never said, "Hey, man, you need to go out and run." Right. Twenty-six two to do twenty-six two. Right. Right. We developed his ability to um, basically hold himself upright. He understood how to move. Right. So he could do a walk. He could run. He could shuffle. So he could finish the race. Okay. Right? And when someone's that to that level, we certainly weren't going for time. But what I tell other people is this. Here's what starts to happen. First, you have to say to yourself, self, can I even run? Like, I'm not going to run a marathon unless I've run some 10Ks, some half marathons, right, before I get into that full right. marathon. Right. But let's just say this. Um, most marathon plans, it's like that 10% rule. So I go out and I run eight and then it's 10 the next weekend and then 11, you right. know, and you move up like this, right? Yeah. And then throughout the week, you're doing kind of these basic tempo runs. That's your generic program. Well, we take it in a different route because we're doing the skill of running. So we actually have people go out and once a week do some interval style training. So where they get to go a little bit um, faster to work on their falling angle, really, but to develop that muscle tendon elasticity okay. without injury, right? We have you run 20 seconds, and then maybe you rest a minute, maybe five or 10 rounds of that. And then the next time you run, you go a little bit longer, not quite as fast. And again, still with interval style, guys, um, like twice a week. And then you have one longer run, which again, builds you up to that two okay. hour. However, inside of the marathon plan, because by the way, you've built yourself up I wouldn't run a marathon unless I could run at least two hours okay. before I started. But That's a good point. Yeah, so get to your halves first. But the point is that the way the training really goes is that you're kind of rotating through these distances. So sometimes it'll be, you know, two hours. But generally what we do is that we do a lot of, like, uh, build up to that. So I guess my point is what I'm trying to say is we're not 
training you to a point where you can't recover. Right. So if I ran 20 or sorry, two if I hours. ran my two hours on Saturday and then Monday I go out, you know, I take a break on Sunday and I go out Monday, I'm not going to have you run another two hours that Monday. However, I am going to have you run. Right. Okay. And you're ready to get back and run. Right. And then you run again. So you're running and staying recovered throughout your whole training. So that's what helps my, that's what kind of helps my mindset is because I'm never breaking down so far. I know that I can do two hours. Right. Okay. And so you were talking about that idea of, um, of, I can't remember the word you used. We were talking about pounding the pavement, going out there and just, you know, taking yourself to the point of exhaustion. The idea ideally is you do that on race day. Right. right. <laughs> the day you're going to put your body through its paces, the day you're going to really test it will be that race day. So the hardest part, I think, of training with our plans, but we've had massive success. You've been doing this over a decade of training people to run not only marathons, but qualify and run Boston is getting through that mindset that I've only run two hours, but now I'm going to go and run a four hour marathon or whatever is to understand that you've done it you've you've run four hours in a week you've run you know you've done oh, yeah. it over and over again your body can take it it's just now putting it under that performance uh magnifying glass for a day is that right and also in those longer runs is when you train your nutrition your hydration your you know how what you're going to eat for all those things that are like the externals i call right. it how you're going to eat what are you going to eat the morning gonna, of yeah. Yeah. so i mean that's also a huge part of training guys we, and we get that. So the, the reality is, but you're also living your life, right? Yeah. So to keep in mind that most people, because they put everything on that day. Yeah. Well, we want you to focus on today. Yeah. What's my workout today? What am I doing right now? And the confidence builds. You know, it, it's uh, what happens is, is that when you go out to your marathon, what should be happening is you're prepared. Yeah. You've prepared for this event. Right. You don't want to repeat the event over and over yeah. in your training. You want to prepare for the event. So then, the, and the fun part, of course, of having a coach and having us is when you go out on these training runs, then you come back and you self-evaluate or you ask for help. Like, if I go out for a two-hour run and I finish my two-hour run, and I'm like, man, I could still keep going. That's the greatest feeling That's the, the best feeling, right. If I finish my two-hour run, I'm like, mm, my calf is kind of twingy or my knee or my hip. Well, then I need to look at what happened during the run. Right. So then that way during the week, when I'm still out running, I'm going to work on my what? My technique. Yeah. My skill base. Something's not right. Or maybe I need to do more self-care. Maybe I need to do more Maybe I went training. out for my two hours and I only made it an hour and a half because I had to use the bathroom. Because, you know what I mean? That, they used to, which, that goes, even... which goes yeah. back into planning your fuel. <laughs> that was true. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is like think of the mental... Um, thing is people are saying to you like my first marathon I've never run a marathon like we literally just went and ran a marathon and I thought it was the funnest thing ever did it hurt sure I had blisters yes I had never even heard of a marathon yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like in my mind though I never thought I cannot do this were there times during the run where I was like what have I signed up for yeah. <laughs> I, yes <laughs> and then when I finished the race I signed up for another one yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, ask, ask anyone anything after a marathon. They'll say, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is that because I guess maybe I came into marathoning that way, I was, I was in my head never thinking I'm not going to finish. It was more like I want to finish and feel better. Right. I want to not hit that wall, right? I want to make sure I'm getting through it. 
So you have to change your mindset first, and I think that's a big part of it, that running a marathon is really about running right. and, and really loving running. And let's, let's finish with that because that's the one thing that I think you said putting it all into that day. And there is what's called um, marathon malaise, right? You put so much onto this day. You put so much pressure on yourself. You've, you know, abused your family and your work <laughs> and everything. And you put them on hold for four months while you're training because this is so important. And then if it doesn't happen the way you imagined it would happen, and even if it did happen, even if it was euphoric and it's wonderful, so there's, you just, you're let down. You're like, oh, now I got nothing to train for. Now I got nothing to do. It happens all the time, guys. I ran four of them, and I ran with a group that they ran, you know, multiples. If you look at this as just another challenge, like another workout, another, it's just my longer one, and, and you're going to be able to run again. It's just going to be a longer break in between than your other runs that you've been doing. Think of it as, I'm going to keep running. This is just one day in my entirety of running. It will, it will help your training, right? It will help your racing if you want to do that. But it will help you come back after it. Well, also, let's just also finish with this. If I don't know how to run... How am I running this marathon? What are my thoughts going to go yeah. to, right? My thoughts are going to go to, oh, I'm tired, or how all of a sudden you're this math wizard. I have eight miles to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. There's so many thoughts. If you've done marathons, you're in your head for a long time, and people have all these distractions, right? I, I'm going to have my goo every 45 minutes, or I'm going to play this music to pump me up, right? All of this stuff. Well, the reality is, is if you know, if you're connected with running, which for us running is free falling and feeling the fall and pulling our foot, then when you're out there running, you're focusing on running. Yeah. And it's a completely different experience. If, if something starts to not feel right, we've trained you how to do a self-correction. Right. So then my whole run, I'm like one, two, three, or I'm feeling the fall, or I'm attaching myself to a fall point. It's all about running. Yeah. And it's such a different experience because yeah. you're just going running. <laughs> so remember that guys, as you're training, as you're going forward, and if you have a race this weekend or sometime this fall, um, our marathon plan is a little bit different than others, but the whole idea is to find the joy of running, right? right? To run pain-free and after that marathon, be able to think, yes, I do want to run another marathon and yes, I can do it in a couple of months because I run, all, I run to run right. and I run correctly. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit. 